Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Welcome back to episode 120 of Two Drunk Brothers in a Podcast, presented by the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network. We originally recorded this episode and planned on putting this interview at the end of it, but it was so damn good, we decided to put it at the beginning. Welcome our good buddy, David Jackson, to talk about UFC 262. Nice guy! All right, so we got a special guest coming in right now. Been trying to get him on the show for a while now. Finally, the schedule's aligned. It's our boy, our homie, our Mizzou, fellow Mizzou alumni, Mizzou cheerleader out there, actually, for all you for all you that uh, didn't know that. You can find him on Instagram at Original David Jackson, on Twitter at Original Ajax. Our boy, David Action Jackson. What's going on, buddy? You nailed it. It's a beautiful intro. <laughs> the best intro I've ever had. Yeah, there you go. It's been uh it's been a grind. Gotta get had to get him on the show. He's living that, you know, luxurious, busy LA life. Oh well, yeah, luxurious, you know, <laughs> COVID busy LA, man. Yeah, dude. Super so, luxurious uh, with, with my Evan Williams. There you go. Everyone <laughs> sponsor us. This is luxury. <laughs> that's, go, that's, that should be the commercial. Evan Williams. Yeah, so uh, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. So, uh, what you been up to? What do you uh, what What are you working on out, out in LA? Um, kind of what you what do you what are you doing out there? Well, it's funny you should ask that. Uh, so, I do comedy videos about liquor um, and alcohol, uh, malt liquors, and um, I do stand up comedy. Oh yeah, that's no, that's short, the, that's short the thing. and simple. Uh, teaching teaching. Uh, teaching kids skateboarding now. Really? Yeah. No shit. So like, well, I'll do like, uh, there's like summer camps at this specific skate park that I teach on Saturdays and Mondays. And then on the other days I do private lessons. So I'll meet like tomorrow morning, I'm meeting a dude at a skate park and I'm just going to skate together for two hours. And then after that, I've got another lesson. A lot of my lessons are with like, kids from like five to 12 years old 12 13 and then a couple a couple adults here and there that's dope dude shit i did, I did not know that so well we obviously knew you were a stand-up comedian we saw you uh when you performed in columbia missouri at the uh shit what was that place called god damn it uh hubs pub that was for the no that was bon terre that's bon terre <laughs> I saw oh, you. I saw I you at Hell's Pub. You were in Columbia. You opened up for uh, oh the Blue Note. I opened Blue up Note. for Darren Carter, the party starter. Yes, uh, it was. It was that one. It was the bar that was like underneath of everything else. I thought. Yeah, so like underneath that is uh, what is it? Deja, Deja vu. vu. Deja, Deja vu. vu. Yeah. Deja vu. That's, That's where eighteen-year-olds 
go to get ratchet. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> so, um, but anyway, buddy, uh, it, it, it's good to have you on. Uh, we're going to talk about UFC 262. For those of you that don't know, David is an avid UFC fan. Um, he's a good follow on Twitter when it comes time to fight night. Um, so let's kick it off with – let's not bury the lead. We're going to kick it off. We're all three of Mizzou alumni, David, Travis, and myself, and we're going to talk about the main event, UFC, UFC 262, the lightweight title fight between our boy Michael Chandler from Mizzou, from High Ridge, Missouri – fighting Charles Oliveira. Uh, guy. Yeah, dude, David, how do you see this fight, first of all, playing out? Like, what do you – like, both their fighting styles are kind of the, kind of similar. How do you see it kind of, kind of playing out? Um, well, Michael Chandler is uh, just a really powerful guy. Like, he just – he definitely showcased that in the last fight with um, Hooker. Yeah. Which uh, – you guys are going to be mad at me. I, I had Hooker taking that fight. I mean, I think, if I'm being, I think a lot if I'm of being transparent, I did. Like, if I had, if I had 100 bucks, it'd be like, I can't not put this on hooker. I'm trying to keep my $100. But, uh, you know, Mizzou, Mizzou made, proved me wrong. And uh, I, it was just a powerful performance. He came out just like, boom, boom. All oh, you guys, you guys ever heard of pressure? Here it is. Knockout. Yeah. Oh, okay, word. That's Michael Chandler, guys. It's just easy, in and out. So, I mean, based, throwing, based on that throwing Michael Chandler into the fire. That's what they, I mean, they did. And they took, they took a huge risk, I think, but a risk that would pay off. And I think they're in the position now where that risk is going to pay off because I think, I think, I think his pressure is going to be too much for Oliveira. Oliveira is good. And he got, uh, I think, I think he's got Tony Ferguson at, the worst time Tony Ferguson could have had to fight yep. and completely dominated him. So he got, I think he got a lot of hype from that, but I don't think man to man, Charles can withstand the pressure of Michael Chandler. Yeah. And I, and I, I kind of agree with that. I mean, Oliveira, I mean, he's coming off an incredible winning streak, but kind of what you just said, like, look who he's beaten. I mean, really you look at his resume. Yeah. He beat Kevin Lee, but, Kevin Lee, uh, missed Kevin Lee's going through a weird thing too. And it's like, yeah, he's missing dude, weight like, and he's hopping back and forth and he's like super like emotional. And he's just like, he lost his coach died like four years ago or three years ago. So he's, I mean, he's kind of a basket case right now. Yeah, dude. So like, I, I agree with that. And I'll, I'll let Travis speak on a little bit, but Olivera's like, you know, record in history doesn't really impress me all that much. Right now. I mean, I mean, Eight fights in a row is no easy feat in any professional organization, let alone the UFC. But that being said, totally agree. I yeah, don't. I, I mean, don't think when you when you look at who he's fought to and beaten, it's no one crazy. I mean, yeah, you you see Kevin Lee and Tony Ferguson, but like all of the the top guys that he's ever fought uh, to like put him in the position to you know put himself on the map. Uh, you know, back in the day, he lost to like Paul Felder, Anthony Pettis, Max Holloway, Frankie Edgar, Cub Swanson, Donald Cerrone. Like he's right. lost all those guys in the past. Right. Uh, just quick RIP, Donald Cerrone. Oh broke gosh, my heart. really broke my heart, dude. What? Uh, what? Can weekend. he? Can he? Can he hang it up now? He's just killing, killing his own legacy. He is. 
I, ah, man, it's tough, dude, because he, he's literally, like, top three, like, one of my favorites in the UFC, uh, fighters in the UFC, period. Yeah. And I don't, I don't, I don't want to miss him from the game. And I don't know, I, I, unpopular opinion, I kind of like that he's doing one more. I mean, like, that if that if anything that was a cowboy shield, that would be the cowboy shield to go out on. Yeah, dude, it's a it, it, he's he's a ticket seller for sure. And then, but uh, yeah, so we'll 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 kind of see how how that end plays out. But so you think his you think Chandler's pressure is going to be too much for Oliveira? What's he's your predict? He's just so powerful. Prediction in your face, like, dude. In dude, your fucking in, face. In your face. There's no. There's no like warming up you know feeling out timing hooker and him had like maybe like 45 seconds of like feeling out time maybe but it was 45 seconds of dan hooker like oh i'm just gonna be walking running backwards for this whole fight um official prediction though i think michael chandler i think michael chandler knocks him out at the end of the first round Ooh, oh man, I just I was going just straight up Michael Chandler by TKO, no round in in uh, particular, but end of round one, I love that. I do. I think too. It, I think it will be a TKO. I don't think it'll be a a knock. It'll be a TKO, but I think it'll be end of round one. So for those of you out there, uh, like I said, David watched a lot of fights. Chandler wins in round one is plus four seventy five. So talk about some fucking value. You throw a hundred bones on that. <sighs> I'm actually mad about that. So he's uh, just overall, when I checked earlier today, Michael's the plus 100 underdog. Yes, he is. Yeah. Like, straight up. Yeah. And I'm like, I was like, yo, I'm going to come up on 100 bucks this weekend. I'll for sure do that. You can't do online sports betting in California. Ah, you got you to gotta hook it up with Bavada. The two drunk brothers um, got the got the link there. Oh, yeah? You can do it yeah. anywhere. I'll, do, I'll DM it oh. to you. I'll DM it to you. Run me, run me the link. I will. How I does will. that work? Yeah. There. But also, Chandler by TKO is plus 205. Just so, period? Yeah. Oh, man. That's even I better. Mean, he's not he's not winning by decision. Mm-mm. No. This fight's not going by decision. No way in hell. So, I also, like, I, I also like Chandler by TKO. Um, submission's intriguing, but I think Oliveira is too good on the ground to kind of like, I think Chandler has, has improved his, his striking game over the last X amount of years. He's, he's been in MMA since he left Mizzou. I don't think he tries to, to fuck with Oliveira on the ground because Oliveira is, is very, very good in that grappling position. I like Davidson since he gets in his face, he strikes, he catches him with something like he, like he caught Dan Hooker with and kind of, kind of, kind of ends it there. Travis, you thinking, you think, you think the same thing? <clears throat> Yeah, and I feel like this is like the big thing uh, from Ben Askren that Michael oh, Chandler God. has. Like, <laughs> not only not only it's can Michael name. Chandler wrestle, like they both wrestle at Mizzou, both insanely good wrestlers, um, but Michael Chandler just developed this striking ability that a lot of wrestlers usually don't. Like he's almost turned himself from a wrestler into this striker. Yeah, reminds me a lot of, uh, of 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 Ty Woodley. Eight. Oh, I was gonna say Gaethje, but yeah, Ty Woodley for sure. Yeah, the way that he was able to pressure Hooker like he did. R.I.P. Ty Woodley. Yeah, and uh, everyone, everyone's like, "Oh, Oliveira's gonna gonna dominate him on the ground," but you got to remember that wrestling background that he has. I don't think that happens. 
So no, I think um, Chandler's jujitsu is just good enough to avoid some situations when he's obviously going to be, you know, on top of the guy grounding and pounding. I think he's good enough to avoid some of the traps that are going to be there just because I, mean, I think Oliveira is like either first or second most submissions in UFC history or something crazy like that. Some he crazy stats that went under the radar. Yeah, it's like one or two. Um, so I think I think Chandler's going to be able to avoid those traps and that's probably the type of training he's doing. But I just, yeah, I don't see him any, doing anything but dominating. Yeah, that fight. I agree. I agree. So before we move on to the co-main, which is Tony Ferguson we just talked about, Obviously, there's a big fight in July in Vegas in the lightweight division between De- between Dustin Poirier and Conor McGregor. We all agree there's no 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 bones about it. Regardless who wins this fight, Michael Chandler, Charles Charles Oliveira, the winner gets the winner of McGregor Poirier three. Correct? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. That's a hundred percent. Yeah. There's no other. I mean, Dustin took that fight because. In his head, I'm going to take the money fight, and then I'm going to take the belt. Yep, that's how he that's how he sees us going down. Which, I mean, props to the guy. Uh, I don't I don't see him winning the trilogy, but oh, you don't? You got McGregor. I would I, I do. I I can't help. I mean, I just don't see <laughs> because if he loses twice in a row, I think that just does a huge damage to his kind of like his reputation, his legacy, because um, he's, he's lost before. He's, you know, the the rematch with Diaz, one of the biggest fights ever, and, like, he lost no hype whatsoever from that. Yeah. From tapping out to Diaz. Um, and I think this, you know, knockout for knockout uh, narrative going into the third, uh, it, it plays well. And I just think – I think McGregor gets it – goes in there and gets it done and has, you know, one more – one more just like big, crazy, just hype filled run in the UFC. And I think then he rides off into the sunset. So you're looking at, at a McGregor, Michael Chandler about probably like late fall, early, early winter. I think they're banking on that. UFC's banking on that because what, what, what does the UFC want as their champion? Someone who's uh, well spoken and can cut a promo. Yep. They're, they're, they put I, – I really believe they're putting Michael Chandler in there with Charles Oliveira so they can get their, their clean-cut, all-American, well-spoken uh, champ to go in there, cut, cut some promos, uh, nail these press conferences, do all the media that the, the UFC is constantly putting on these fighters. And then once that – he's in position there, McGregor takes uh, Dustin for the trilogy – them two at a press conference, dude. That the UFC fucking grows by a hundred percent, dude. What do you what do you what are your thoughts on that, Travis? I mean, I like it. I like the idea of it, and not only that, but just like you, how you talked about, like kind of like your your guy, the champion. I mean, how can you not like Michael Chandler, dude? Like, he like this guy was cut out of a magazine, dude. It's unbelievable, like. He has perfect, just like everything about him is insane. Like he has, he has his wife, and he adopted uh, his little boy from Africa. Adopted a little black boy from Africa. It's well, crazy. Just clean cut, woke, all American, Christian, white man, just Christian, dominating, 
I'm like, this guy was chiseled from the government to go out and be a public <laughs> figure. Like, if Captain America actually existed, it might be Michael Chandler. <laughs> it's Michael Chandler for sure. <laughs> Fun fact: is, Travis actually traveling. goes. Travis actually goes to Michael Chandler's church from time to time. I do. Really? Yeah, he goes to this church uh, in Fenton. And back whenever uh, I don't I I can't think of the fighting league off the top of my head, but the fighting league he was in when he held the belt, belt brought him up on stage with the belt and everything. And uh, yeah, it was, it was crazy. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah, he goes there, obviously very from time to time. Cause I'm sure he's treating yeah. multiple parts of the country all the damn time now. But. For sure. And traveling with his wife and, adopted african-american son <laughs> that's crazy though he's a just just a great guy though like after he won his last fight like you can't not like the dude absolutely dude absolutely. i can't i i was so mad because i every everything about my being wanted to like bet on michael chandler for his debut and i was like i just can't like i just don't see this dan hooker dude in his position losing this fight yeah. um yeah, I mean it's but a man, but I, I'm always happy to be proved wrong. Though. I, was like, I I did yeah, bet on Michael Chandler, and it just made me. it that much better. It made it that much better that he won. And I was stoked. I mean, I could yeah. I could not bet on Michael Chandler and be pumped because he's he, he's a Mizzou alumni back in the day when Ty Woodley was on his tear and yeah, shit. Even yeah, after yeah. that, even after that first Ben Askren fight, I was pumped. Then Jorge Masvidal fucking ruined his life. Um, oh my god, dude! And then he got double tapped by Jake Paul. Yeah, Jesus Christ. We think we we think that was a dive, but I mean a lot of well, he took a dive. A lot of people think that though. <laughs> yeah, no shit. But uh oh, let's let, let's talk about this co-main, David. You you talked about Tony Ferguson. He's fighting uh Darush here, who in his own right is no fucking scrub. How do you see this co-main co-main working out? Do you think uh do you think old Tony, the former champ, makes a bounce back here? Neil Dariush, that guy. So that that guy's kind of creepy, though. So he's Dude, like Benny's. Benny's no joke. He has some pretty good wins that just kind of, for me, flew under the radar. Um, he, you know what? There's there's one blemish on his record that just doesn't sit right with me, and it. I want to say he got TKO'd by Alexander Hernandez yep, in the he did. first round, and. I don't know. When I saw when I saw Alexander Hernandez get just outclassed by Donald Cerrone. Oh uh, yeah, that's right. Shit, I think I think that was 2019. Yeah, just 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 showed him like, oh, you want to be an MMA fighter? Bro, hold my cowboy hat. Just fucking. Not only that, but Darius got knocked out by Alexander Hernandez in 42 seconds. I. <sighs> 42 seconds. <laughs> so, <laughs> that, but I mean, that that's the only thing I can find. Though. Other than that, I'm like, the guy is impressive. Like, he's a he's a really tough guy. He just he went three rounds with uh, Diego Fajeda, the guy who just got beat by Gregor Gillespie. Yep. 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. When Shopify says you can sell anywhere, oh, they mean it. Woo, hold up. Just got a new sale, order fulfilled, and shipped. Inventory level's good. Whoa, Shopify doesn't mind if you're at sea level. Or on top of the world. Oh, you can run and grow your business anywhere. Climbing mountains is never easy, but at least Shopify gives me all the tools I need for my business to hit new beats. Whether you're selling carabiners or crop tops, start selling with Shopify today and join the platform simplifying commerce for millions of businesses worldwide. We've built the platform so you can keep climbing and grow your business to new heights. With Shopify, you really can sell to anyone from anywhere. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free22. Shopify.com slash free22. Shopify.com slash free22. Internet connection required. Not available on mountaintops or seafloors. Um, which, dude, big props on Gregor for... Dude, he, dude, got, he got his ass kicked in the first round, turned dude, it around. He and- pulled his britches up to his... <laughs> nipples and it's like well that's how you do this uh yeah that was that was insane but yeah, I mean, benny after that loss to hernandez beat tiago moises submitted drew dober which is that, that, hey, that to me like if you're, if you're looking at his record that's the most impressive one submitting drew, drew dober yeah yeah knocked out dracar close spinning back fist scott holtzman and then beat diego fiera so i mean um it's on a six it's, I think, win streak. I think it's a good honestly, I think it's a good matchup. Um, I think Tony, you never know where Tony's at mentally. Like I I feel like some of the times he's feeling the craziest, I think he does the best. Um, I know he switched up some he's constantly firing coaches, but I think he switched up some coaches for this one and He's like in the, in the interviews, he seems a little bit more motivated, a little bit more on track. And, you know, I can't I can't bet against my boy Tony in this matchup. I think he goes in there and gets it done. Decision. Well, it's it, it's a three round fight. Decision or TKO. Three round fight. Uh, I'm taking Tony Ferguson wins by submission in the third round. Okay. I like, dude. So Ferguson in round three is plus 1600. Oh, okay. And Ferguson by submission is plus 3,300. And, well, sorry. Ferguson by submission in round three is plus 3,300. Oh damn! All right, <laughs> yeah, you your boy's about to come up. Lay a hundred dollars on that. You got rent to pay for a couple months. Uh, several. <laughs> Dude, um, if I get that, I'm throwing that on. Uh, that's going on. Um, Dogecoin right there. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, dude, but I mean, Benny's the minus one seventy favorite, which is kind of crazy going up yeah. against fighter like Tony Ferguson. He's the one. He's the minus one seventy favorite. Yeah. 
And uh, so what's what's the dog on uh, Tony? Plus one fifty. Plus one fifty. So so here's. I don't feel as confident as I do in uh, Michael <laughs> Chandler for that money. Yeah, but I'm I'm still I'm still betting on Tony Ferguson in that matchup. So here's my knock on on Tony. Leading up to his last two losses, he lost two in a row to Gaethje and Oliveira, obviously. But leading up to those two fights, he's fought some dudes that are let's just be honest are on the on the back end of their career. He beat Donald Cerrone. He beat RDA in 2016. Kevin Lee, which you just talked about having. Okay, RDA fight. is a a hard fight though. He is. He beat especially five, especially years, five ago. years ago. Yeah, you're right. You're right. It was it, it was a five round dog fight, fight of the night. But then he submitted Kevin Lee. He beat Anthony Pettis by a corner stoppage, and beat Donald Cerrone by a doctor oh. stoppage. Right, but you got to keep in mind that that Donald Cerrone fight that was right after Donald Cerrone just pieced up Ally Kenta. Oh yeah, that's right. which I was like, I was like, oh, this guy's on his game. He might be making moves here. See, 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 guys. Here's why we have people like like David on the show to keep us in check because I forget about shit like that. You're right, though. He did piece up Alan Kenta. You're right. And do like, that. that was tough. It all just depends on, like David said earlier, which version of Tony are we gonna see? Like, I don't know. Right. It's, it, it's so hard. I think this will be an insane fight because they can both fight. Yeah. They can both wrestle. Like, they're both weirdos. Yeah, dude. Yeah. They both. It, what, whichever one wants to bring out the psychopath in a more will win this fight. All right. So what about the okay. under of two and a half? We don't, I, I don't, I don't see this fight going. Ooh, to decision. I like that. Ooh. It's uh, I, what, what is it? Plus one fifty five. Going to decision. No, no. Under, under, under two and a half. Oh, uh, Two and a half rounds. So, I mean, basically, decision or a finish in the last two minutes, 30 seconds. So, in, in David's defense, he's he's hesitating, but fight goes to decision is minus 155. That's the favorite. I don't know, dude. These two dudes. I, you know, I, because of the way uh, he fought Pajeda, which seemed pretty reckless. I, I think someone makes – I don't think this goes to the decision. There we go. So that's the official unanimous pick right here. If you can't decide who to go, go go with the under. and just hope So we got Michael Chandler. Fight. We all agreed on Michael Chandler uh, to win the main event and then under in the co-main or the second to last. But we're going to we're gonna have to put David's picks out there because they're fucking insane value. That submission <laughs> in the third round, that's insane value, plus 300. That is insane. Hey, man, you heard it first right here, buddy. Absolutely. So we also oh, have wait. a. Uh, I, I definitely want to kind of talk talk about this fight because I think I think this is a good fight as well. I, I'm not, I'm gonna butcher these fucking names, but the fight before Tony Ferguson and Darush is uh, Caitlin Travis. Just fucking say these names. I I, I can't Chikagian. Say it. It's Caitlin Chikagian and Vivian Araujo. I don't know how to say her name exactly. Beyond Araujo. Uh, let's see, Caitlin Chukagian. She, I, I'm not gonna lie. I'm just gonna put this on record. I just don't like the way she fights. I don't like her as a fighter. I think as a person, she's probably dope. I just don't like don't like her as a fighter. 
Yeah, I feel like every time I bet on her, I get burned. It's one of those things. Yeah, and I don't know. It just seems like. Yeah, to be fair, her last. She's she's always shuffling around, just trying to like get a takedown, and like it just seems so tentative, and like has to has to app ass halfedly. It's like kind of going for it. It doesn't seem like she's like. I, don't, I never see a fire in her ass like when she's going like getting into the ring. And David's True. right; she has never won by anything other than decision in the UFC. Every single really? one of her wins in the UFC has been by decision. Her losses, last two: Jessica Andrade beat her with body punches in the first round, and then Shevchenko beat her yeah. with elbows and punches in the third round. Yep. Yep. So. Other than that, she's only ever won by she's never won by TKO, which isn't which is intriguing because look look at this Arujo girl, but because like now that you mentioned okay. yeah, she is super she is super boring. She's super boring. Here's the thing. And this was crazy, and I was really pumped when it happened. Uh Vivian's last loss is to uh Roxanne. Was it like Modaf- Modafari? No, she lost it. She beat. She beat Roxanne. Modafari. She beat. She beat. Roxanne. She beat her. Yeah. Who did Roxanne just beat? I feel like she just beat. Uh... Roxanne just beat. beat Roxanne just beat. Uh, she she lost to her. She beat Andrea Lee. She beat she Macy, Macy Barber. Barber. Macy Barber. That that fight was crazy. I was like, what? Okay. Anyways. Okay. Well, I feel better about my pick then. Which is I'm I'm going to Vivian. Yeah, I am too. But I don't know why I me. thought she lost the right team. It worries me a little bit because her last loss is Jessica I, and I think Jessica I sucks. Um, but she beat Roxanne yeah. Montferry, who's like a journeywoman, like that she's been everywhere. Um, but like you said, I just I don't see it in Caitlin Chukagian. She reminds me a lot uh, of Paige Van Zant at the end of her UFC stint. She's just mm. not going out. And getting the fight, she's letting the fight come to her. Fine though. Yeah, <laughs> fine though. <laughs> and the karate hottie, fine though. <laughs> I'm like, you but, can throw uh, them in. I'll I keep watching them. I'm going Vivian. Yeah, I'm going Vivian on that one. Yeah, so Vivian there. Um, next fight after that. Is an Edson Barbosa fight? You get Edson Barbosa versus Shane Burgos. Edson Ooh. Barbosa. Are you passed? Bar- did you pass up on the Matt Schnell fight? Matt Schnell is the first fight on the card. Okay. The card. So okay. Edson, but Edson Barbosa featherweight fight, a dog. How do you see that playing out, David? Dude, he's the dog on that. Yes. By how much? Edson Barbosa is. Let me check with you real quick. Edson Barbosa is plus 115. But he's lost five of his last seven. He had, oh, yeah, but they're motherfuckers of fights, though, dude. Dan Ige, Paul Felder, Gaethje, Kevin Lee, Khabib. Yeah. The, okay, so the, the Gaethje one and the Khabib so, one were, like, very decisive. Ripped but it off those, again, those, Travis. What, 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 what were those, those losses he has in a row? He, well, not in a row, but it, starting in 2017, Khabib, Kevin Lee, then he beat Dan Hooker, then he lost to Gaethje, Felder, Ige. Jesus. The Felder, so the Felder one was a, I want to say it was a split decision. 
where a lot of and the Ige one was too. And well, the Ige one was a dogfight as well. So he had he got bad luck on two decisions. And then what was right after Ige? Uh, Mark Juan. He beat Mark Juan Americani. Yeah. Thank God he saved his little uh, legacy there. And then <laughs> then he lost to. That was his last fight. Coming off a win. She's coming off a win to upper uh, Mark Juan. Okay. Oh man, Shea Burgos just had he just well he lost to um what's that little short dude? Josh Emmett. Josh Emmett. It was a crazy fight though. Yeah, decision. But he crazy also fight. before that coming off a knockout win to Mirkani. So they're both coming off of wins versus the same opponent. Ah, that's that's hard to pick. Uh, I'm Eileen Edson just because I know what he's gonna bring every time. He's he's sharp, he's technical, and he kind of sticks to his game plan. Uh, Shane, uh, I feel like he's just. I mean, he's a big, he's powerful. He probably should be fighting at 155, and I feel like he gets emotional and just goes for the knockout. He does. Uh, to clear up anything for you guys here, I'll just do a little breakdown of their body. They're both 5'11". They both have a 75-inch reach, both orthodox. Um, but to go off of your kind of gets crazy and powerful, he does land 7.3 significant strikes per minute, which has got to be one of the oh. highest in the division, if not the highest. Dang, that's like every nine seconds you're getting clocked. <laughs> yeah. Shane Burgos. Oh, my God. Yeah, so he he is crazy, and he lands those at a 55% clip. And you know Edson gets hit by those, uh, you know, based on his fight with uh, Gaethje. He didn't, he didn't handle the, the fire too well. Neither of these guys also are like takedown artists uh, at all, but if Shane wants to, you also got to take into the factor. It's the fact in UFC, hundred percent takedown accuracy. Oh, really? Yep. Who does? Shane. Shane. Damn it, dude. So I mean, all of the all of like the stats numbers. Well, that's because Shane is like larger than everyone in the weight class, is it? Yeah, he's the, like he, said, he has to be, be one or two. He's, he's either the first or second biggest person in that weight class. Yeah, yeah. Which I mean, could be a good thing, could be a bad thing, but he hasn't fought in nearly a year now. Um, I'm going to Edson Barboza on this. Yeah, me too. I, I think uh, I think I read that he just recently signed a, a new contract with the UFC, and I feel like he's motivated. He's I think he's. I feel like he's always frustrated about, you know, all his uh, toss-up losses, and he's like he's got a chip on his shoulder. I feel like he's coming, coming with some heat. So if anything, we are leaning underdog value here on this on this podcast tonight for sure. I'm gonna Dude. I'm gonna lay Shane here. I'm gonna differ you guys. Okay. Uh, everything I just dug up. This might be one of my more confident picks outside of Chandler. So I'm going to go against it, you guys just for the fun. Jared, Jared, you're with me though, right? I am. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Barbosa. Right. I like, what, so I, why, why, are you, why are you picking um, Edson? I just, like you said, he, he's a dog. I mean, you look at him. He's fought 
he he has fought the gauntlet of that division. Now, granted, if someone were, were to pull him up, now guys, let's let's look at it. He beat Darush with a flying knee back in 2017. The guy was fighting Tony mm. Ferguson on the on uh, the co-main, but after that, like you said, Khabib, Kevin Lee, but Lee missed weight in that fight, so Lee Lee came in heavier. Beat Dan right. Hooker, lost to Gaethje, who is a fucking dog. Paul, Paul Felder split decision. He gets, I mean, like he's just been through the ringer, and I'm not sure if Burgos. I don't know. That's that that that's that's just my my biggest thing is Barbosa's fought and has fought and Jesus Christ I can't talk tonight yeah yeah fought and that's that's a real word dog fought <laughs> fought yeah right I'm I'm a little tipsy I'm drinking some whiskey tonight um, hey amen so are you yeah but uh um, yeah Barbosa is just he's fought those those, those top opponents and he's been tested he's been to the ring exactly yeah the he ring. has been but I I don't know. Just based on, I'm looking at it as you take away the name of Edson Barbosa, and you're probably not even thinking about it. You're probably not. What does even that mean? This much stuff. I don't know what that means. Repeat like, that. He just has this like <laughs> stigma. Like you look at the name Edson Barbosa, recognizable name, guy that's kind of been around, fought those top tier guys, but he's never beaten any of them. He well, he he did. Spinning back kick Dan Hooker to the body, and he killed over and died basically. Yeah, Fair and enough. Dan Hooker and Dan Hooker is a tough motherfucker. He is. I feel like we're just shitting on Dan Hooker tonight with every, <laughs> not every single one of his losses he's ever had. Sorry, sorry, Dan. <laughs> the low lights of his career. Yeah, no shit. Uh, but uh, Hooker also knocked out. Uh, Oh damn it! What's his name? Gilbert. Dan Hooker knocked out Gilbert. Uh, he did knock out Gilbert Burns. Gilbert Burns. Yep. Yep. Okay. So be, be, before we're everyone who's who's listening to this this far, thank you. But what are your thoughts on Gilbert Burns? I don't. I don't think he's that legit of a of a contender. Uh, I mean, I think he's a dog. I don't know if legit contender. And if I call him that, but he's a he's a mean dog and he's freaking tough and he goes for it. And what I think you, six so, out of ten. I think six out of ten times that works out. So, what are your thoughts on Kamar Usman then? Uh, you know what? He's probably the the last guy I'd want to hang out with, but the first guy <laughs> I'd bet on. Yep, yep, yep. I mean, but I mean, you can't bet on because he's always such a heavy favorite. But uh, I don't know if the man can be stopped. And we talk. I think we talked about this on our last podcast that we covered UFC. I think the only one that has the potential to stop him might be Colby Covington. That's about it. Mother freaking! What what do you got? What are your thoughts on Colby Covington? I'm oh, I love him. You love, love him. Okay. I, I love him, but I, I do think what he does is a, is a bit of an act. And Travis and I have already talked about this. A it's bit of an I act. I mean, it's obvious. It is an act. It's all an act. Oh, he's he's doing, dude. He's. It's juggling. He's got a uh, clown nose on, full face makeup. He is doing the act, uh, which I respect. I respect the commitment to the bit. Yeah, it's well, especially it's you like, as as a comedian and an actor. You can you respect as it. a as a performer. It's like I can't not respect the commitment to the bit. Like it's been almost 
you know, three and a half years now. I'm like, who the fuck is this? Who the fuck does this guy think he is? But I've I mean, been like, saying for three years. Behind, like, like off camera, apparently he is like one of the most stand up guys you could ever meet. Uh, and Joe Rogan, you know, testified to that. He is like, he is not that guy you see. Everyone hates on him because of that, but nobody really knows the backstory. And Stephen Thompson didn't even know the backstory behind Colby Covington. Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It's wintertime. When temperatures go down, the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more. And about how, like, he was on his last fight in the UFC, was about to get cut, said they were going to cut him, went in, beat Damian Maya, talked all that shit, and it formed this fucking... Yeah, yeah. Yelled at Brazil. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, like, I... Here's my thing. I am... So, I'm so glad that he's part of the roster. Like, I think it adds... This only adds value to the UFC's roster and just fun and a character and whether or not I want to see him get his ass beat. Like I like seeing him in the octagon. Yeah. Like if Colby Covington's on the card, I'm watching. Yeah. Well, well let's be honest. I watched every card, but <laughs> I'm definitely, I'm definitely watching. You're going to fight. You're going to cut out time to watch it. Yeah. 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 For sure. I mean, he's uh, fun to watch regardless. He's, of- he's great. And he's really tough. He's really, when, when they lined him up with Woodley, you know, I I RIP Woodley right then and there. I was like, Yeah, dude. Woodley's not taking it's no way in hell. The Woodley that we've been seeing for the past couple years, he's not taking dude. After what? after what happened between Woodley and uh Usman, and to think that intensity that uh Colby wouldn't come with that same intensity and tenacity, you're crazy. Well, so crazy. I mean Woodley's last loss. I mean, he lost to Luke. Can he? Can he just retire now and just like save us the embarrassment? I think. Well, I'm gonna retire. He got released. Oh yeah, shit. That's right. He got released. I mean, he's, he's old. So he's, he's 38. But listen, guys, black don't crack. Okay, 38. <laughs> There's older guys in the UFC. Randy Couture. He won the heavyweight champion at like what 42 or some crazy bullshit. He actually just turned 39 in April. 39, whatever, man. 30, look, 39 for black people is like 33 for white people. 32, <laughs> maybe. He's got a couple left in him. No shit. No shit. But uh, didn't mean to derail the conversation. We got one more fight on the main card. Uh, Travis seemed, he seemed like he was interested. Wait, wait last thing. It. Last thing. Yeah. The only fight, I just want to say this. The only fight I want to see Tyron Woodley in is versus Jake Paul. Yes. That's the only, that's the only fight. 
I want to see him. And you know that would never happen because Jake Paul doesn't want to fight a real fighter. We'll see. We'll see. I mean, I think I think uh, Tyron's last couple losses might have put him in the perfect position for Jake to take. <laughs> he needs that fight. to lose a couple more. Because <laughs> <laughs> you know that dude's not going to lose to the little white boy Jake Paul. Little star, no fucking way. Ben Askren doesn't care to lose his dignity to that. Tyron Woodley would. No, Ben Askren lost his dignity a long time ago. (laughs) He's like, I'm not losing anything. I only win in this fight. Yeah, seriously, (laughs) Jesus. Uh, But yeah, last fight or technically first fight. I don't know. These cards get thrown around all the time. Uh, Matt Danger Snell versus. Roger Rogerio Bontarin. Uh it's a flyweight fight, 125. Little dudes throwing hands. Let's see. Honestly, dude, I don't know. I don't know either of those fighters, bro. Who? <laughs> Matt Christopher Snell. Yeah, I know Matt Snell. I've watched a few of his fights. Matt Snell. <laughs> Who the fuck is this guy? Who this guy think he is? 125? Oh, the weight class that got saved by by Cringe yeah. Adams. <laughs> the Cringe saved. King, Triple C. Triple C, bend the knee. Save the division. You know what? I'll be I'll be honest. I was never a huge – I didn't get into the the 125 weight class until about two years ago, and I don't – I've not seen either of these guys fight. I've seen Matt Snell fight, not, like, on purpose. I feel like it's just <laughs> he's on the card whenever I'm watching. <laughs> not on purpose. <laughs> but, I mean, that's what it is. And, like, when you look at these two guys' records, like – don't know who the fuck they fought. Jordan Espinosa um, oh, for Matt Schnell's. Oh, Tyson okay, Nam. You know what? Matt Schnell fought I, Tyson I, have, Nam. I did watch that fight. I did see that fight. Um, Tyson Nam. And okay, right on. Right on. I, I want to say that was a pretty close fight, right? Yeah, I remember that went to, a, went to a decision. Um, okay, right on. And then Rogero Benton, let's, let's go see him. I'm going to give, I'm in my official decision. Uh, I'm going match now on this one. Yeah. yeah. Bonturin just got, uh, he's riding a two fight loss streak. I bet, bet on him because he was like 16-1. Bet on him, both those two fights. Thought he's going to come out and beat Kai Car France. Got shit kicked out of him. Never bet on him again. Match Nell is the way to go. Absolutely. Yes. And then, and Kaikar France recently lost to uh, that new kid that came out of nowhere. It's, it's like Brendan or uh, Brendan Royval, Travis. Larson. Brendan Royval, he's yeah, he's a dope dude. Dude, that kid's a baller. I, I think he's I think he's hilarious and uh, he's fun. But yeah, sucks Absolutely. that he got put up against uh, what's his nuts. But yeah, dude. Well, uh, that's some UFC talk. We we went we went through the ringer. Got our picks there, David. I mean, we got a we got a fun summer of MMA lined up. We'll have to have you on again to talk about this because, dude, please. 
I'm, yeah, I'm right. dude. I'm watching every Saturday. Hell yeah, dude. We were able to bullshit just now, like like we've never bullshitted about about UFC before ever. Yeah. Oh. I mean, I'm add, a one punk call away. Adding a third person in here makes it so much better, even better when it's you. You know what the hell you're talking about, and uh, always good to catch up. It's been it's been a hot minute. It's been a long time. We haven't hung out in forever. <laughs> well, you're on the Here. West Coast. You're only like fucking 24 hours away by car. 24 hours away, dude. Or uh, the plane tickets over COVID were like 160 bucks round hey, trip. Hey, I'll be I'll be in Vegas the weekend of the of the McGregor fight. If you want, if you want to come hang out. Oh shoot! Yeah, is that a fight in Vegas? Yes. Oh man. Are you- <laughs> You're not going to the fight, right? No, it sold out in 27 seconds. So, of course, it did. <laughs> yeah. I would be down for that. Is that International Fight Week? Yep. Yep. Oh, that would be so much fun. Because well, you know, whoever wins between Chandler and Oliveira is going to be in Vegas for that. Yes. <laughs> Kidding me? Dude, well, everyone's gonna be there. Like I was talking to a buddy of mine, he's like, "Yeah, he goes Max Holloway goes and gambles on on the on the roulette tables at like random ass casinos." I'm like, "I'll love to bump into Max Holloway. He seems like a really fucking fun, uh, like a really fun guy." Oh no, or really bad is. guy if you piss him off. <laughs> right, or the Bex boxer in MMA. Yeah, no shit. But uh, yeah, David, it was good having you on, buddy. If you just want to go ahead and plug your stuff, tell us what you're doing. I know you got. Is brown bagging still a thing? Yeah, so I'm gonna do my plugs right here. So um, we're we're running stand up comedy shows. We're putting together a big uh, tour. We're gonna be running through um, California, Missouri, uh, Louisiana, and I think Florida. Yeah, Florida, Texas, Louisiana, California, Missouri. We're doing a little bit of a comedy tour. It's gonna be coming up probably next year. Um, I am doing brown bagging with Dave on YouTube. Follow, follow that on intoxication information. Follow me on Instagram at original David Jackson for dates, fun stuff, hilarious videos. Hell yeah, Hell yeah dude. You'll have to keep us up to date on those, on those tour dates. Cause we will for sure be there. If you're coming to Missouri. Oh, I'm definitely coming to Missouri. Um, Real talk. Missouri will be this year. The rest of it is like, I don't know. It's it's hard to uh, plan that with post COVID or whatever um, outside of Missouri. In Missouri, I know we can pull numbers and get people there. Yeah, so we can yeah so, we can plan that a little better. But COVID so that, COVID doesn't COVID doesn't exist here. <laughs> Good. Yeah, <no> <laughs> For those of you who don't know David, uh, when he comes to Missouri, well, we'll let you know. You can come watch him, meet up with them, say what's up, and. Uh, yeah, that'll be awesome. And if you haven't yeah. watched his intoxication information, it is hilarious and always, always a pleasure to watch. So check that out too. Yeah, and have me on a uh, have me on uh, soon on a different UFC podcast, and I'll have a date for you for this year's uh, Missouri show, and we'll get on it, get at it. Hell yeah, dude! Well, appreciate. It. Like I said, um, appreciate you coming on, buddy. Everyone, follow David Jackson everywhere he is. Follow intoxication information. We'll have him later this year. Come out and see him. Appreciate uh, appreciate your time, buddy. Boom. Travis, got some new alcohol to try. What you, what you got there? 
Um, I have. It's in the other room. Let me go grab it. Uh-oh. One second. You can Unpre- uh, fluff. I'm prepared. I'm prepared. Yeah, but... Um, so, Travis got these new Bud Light Lemonades. Now, they're not the Bud Light Lemonade seltzers. They are Bud Light Lemonades, and I have yet to see these, so I'm going to be seeing them for the first time whenever he comes back into the screen. We were totally unprepared for this. Uh, but yeah, welcome back after a two-week hiatus. Um, again, brought to you by the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network, Blue Coolers, uh, Kong Beer Bong. Go get all that stuff for summertime. Links in bio there. Uh, good opportunity to kind of plug some stuff here. So definitely check those guys excuse me, out. Excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. Excuse me. Can you back. please jiggle them titties for a bag of jelly beans? <laughs> um, so yeah, I got the new uh, Bud Light Lemonade. They're not the seltzers. Jared. I uh, thought they were literally just Bud Light lemonade. Uh, it's a variety pack. So they're strawberry, cranberry. So what, uh, so, so what are they if they are not indeed seltzers? Like, what are they? It's just, it's Bud Light. It's flavored Bud Light. I imagine. So they're, so they took a great creation like Bud Light lime and just tried to spin it off into other things, essentially. Yeah. Bud Light, strawberry lemonade. Cause I'm, I'm trying the strawberry one. A variety pack of four. I'm kind of nervous. I, uh, I I don't anticipate this going very well. Bud Light, you're doing too it much. It smells. Yes. It smells just like a Natterday. That's what I'm thinking. Like this is their competition, Natterdays, which I still we still the, not found the pineapple ones. Yeah, they're everywhere. I just haven't done a good enough job of looking for them. Ah, uh, which it make it makes no sense if they're trying to compete with Natterday because it's the same damn company. I know, but appealing to a different demographic, if you ask me. That's true. Like, that's true. All right, so here we go. Identical. Same fucking thing. Natterday. It's a Natterday, but like Bud Light edition. So it's like, so it's a little bit, it's like crispier, like a Bud Light, but it's just strawberry lemonade. It's actually pretty good. Uh, it's, it's not like, sounds like a fucking headache if you drink too many of them, but it's not super sweet. I think they don't have the, the fucking, uh, here they are. I'm trying to find the sugar. Of course, they don't put that on the side, though. Yeah, because it's probably fucking chock full of it. That's but uh, it's pretty good. It's actually, I should have grabbed a different one. I didn't know. Didn't really put two and two together. They have cranberry, which I'm excited to try. I like cranberry flavored shit. Uh, and then just regular lemonade and cherry. So. Ah, uh, gross. Cherry. Should be all right. I hate it looks like black cherry. cherry. Like It's like that dark red. Okay. But it just says cherry. Okay. Either way. I like cherry flavored soda. I like cherry flavored soda. So that might, that might be the same thing, but yeah, worth a shot. I guess I still have to find the pineapple natter days. Uh, like Travis said, haven't really looked too hard for him because honestly it is May 11th when we're recording this and it does not feel like May 11th outside. I am wearing, I've been wearing long sleeves and sweatpants every day when I wake up in the morning. Cause I work still work. So work from home. I still have that luxury. I'm going to rub that in Travis's face. For every day for the rest of eternity. I've had to wear real pants to work and uh, long sleeves because it's been in the 50 degree 50s uh, this week, which is not fun for May. But regardless, uh, yeah, I guess let's go ahead and dive into some some shit here. We got. Yeah, so let's not spend a ton of time on. Yeah, let's not spend a ton of time on the draft recap because it did. It is two weeks old. We would. 
normally we would have, we would have done a full blown draft recap episode last week, but teams that you think did a good job, did a bad job, or just like kind of meh. Um, so yeah, we'll kind of, we'll kind of, we'll kind of start there. Who do you think in your opinion, like clear, clear breakaway stole the draft from it from, from everybody else? I don't think there's a clear breakaway. I have a handful of teams that I thought did a pretty good job uh, in terms of filling needs and in terms of stealing uh, players where they shouldn't have been there. One of my top teams in the draft is the Cleveland Browns. Yep. They did a pretty damn good job of taking not only best player available, but like stolen players. They got Greg Newsom in the first round, who's a corner out of Northwestern, did a really good job with that pick. And then – uh, Jeremiah Owusu Koromoa fell hard to them in the second round with the pick uh, 52. I think that might have been one of the best picks in the draft overall. Yeah, and apparently this Anthony Schwartz kid, this wide receiver out of Auburn they took, is just this fucking speed. Oh, he's super fast. Yeah, he's a speed demon, man. I mean, so uh, that was that was who I had at the top of my list um, as far as like who I thought. Really what, what drove home the point for me there was taking JOK. Uh, the linebacker Notre Dame getting them late, late, late in the second round um, was a big one for me. Another one that I thought – a team that I thought did a good job was the Chicago Bears. As much as I hate to admit it, they did a good job trading up, getting Justin Fields, beefed up that offensive line by drafting Tevin Jenkins and then taking uh, Mizzou alum Larry Borum, um, who, by the way, guys, he's a fucking dog in the trenches. Larry Borum? Yeah. Yeah. Who the fuck is that? Missouri offensive tackle, homie. He played. He played right tackle. See, I would not even know who that is because that's how much I pay attention to Mizzou's O line the last few years. But but Mizzou's, God, they were Mizzou's, Mizzou's turning into to O line you though because we got a yeah. lot of O linemen in the league. No joke. So I did also have the Bears. Another team I had on top of my on top of my list was the Bills. Uh, they got Gregory Rousseau, an edge rusher, uh, in the first round. And then they also turned around the second round and got Carlos Basham from Wake Forest, who was a pretty damn good pick, pretty value, good value pick there. Uh, so just building up that offensive line, and they're going to be deadly once again. Yes, yeah, so I'll, I'll pick another team that I thought kind of uh, crushed it as well. Um, I mean, really, to be honest with you, I, I'm looking at all. I'm looking at this article right here from from Sporting News. As much as it pains me to say it. The Jets did a good job too. Oh, the Jets did a very good job. They were on my list now, too. Did good. Now with it is the Jets, so they will undoubtedly find a way to fuck it all up. But they they had the talent there. They got Zach Wilson. Obviously, was the obvious pick. They got Elijah Vera Tucker. I think they traded up to get him. Right? They traded back up to get Vera Tucker. I'm, if I'm not mistaken, because that was, the, in my opinion, the second best offensive lineman in the draft next to Penny Sewell. And then they got Elijah Moore. They got the Michael Carter kid from from North Carolina. Uh, they just got a they got two Michael Carters actually, which is kind of funny. Um, but they did a really really good job. As them being, our, we just named two AFC East teams that did a good job. Um, so for what it's worth, that's that's kind of what we think. So now, real quickly, I got I got I got one more. Yeah, that I think did a good job. Uh, the Los Angeles Chargers. Okay, they got Rashawn Slater at thirteen. Asante Samuel. In the second round, uh, Chris Rumpf, a D, uh, edge rusher from Duke in the fourth round, who fell to them. And then another Larry from Mizzou, Larry mm-hmm. Roundtree in the sixth round, which is add depth to their backfield because he's a beast. Yeah, that was a that was a killer pick. 
um, Larry Roundtree going there. I was hoping he'd fall to our Miami Dolphins. Um, although Miami got a pretty pretty good running back late in the in the late rounds too. Um, who was it that uh, that kid? Jared Dokes from Cincy. Yeah, or Memphis, Memphis or Cincy, one of the two. I think it was Cincy, actually. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, those are teams we think did good. Obviously, there's a lot of teams in the middle of the road now. On the flip side, teams that absolutely fucking whiffed. I'll kick it off. Um, scrolling down here. Honestly, I'm gonna go ahead out. I'm gonna go ahead and say it. The fucking. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. It's wintertime. When temperatures go down, the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more. The Rams were did terrible. Well, they didn't have much of picks to work with, though. Yeah, but still, with your first pick, you're, you're gonna pick a receiver and two two at will that you absolutely don't need. Also, we can we can lump in the Texans there. They did terrible. Yeah, they uh, they didn't have a pick till the third as well, though. Yeah, but so with that, with that to... first pick in the third, you're gonna pick a quarterback when you already have Deshaun Watson and um, they got another backup quarterback. This Tyrod Taylor, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but two options uh, that may, may not pan out. Deshaun Watson's not looking so hot right now. Um, but, yeah, I, I agree with that pick in the Rams. Mine, who I think completely whiffed, is the Detroit Lions. While they did get Penny Sewell, uh, they completely ignored their need for a wide receiver. They did. I mean, you got, you got, to, give, you got to give Jared uh, Goff some weapons. Um, it's funny you say that. This article I'm reading actually has the Lions at ninth, but they took an offensive tackle, a defensive tackle, another D tackle, another like they just it was all defense besides two picks. Um, this wide receiver out of USC, Amon Ross St. Brown. And that's and and he's gonna be dog shit because that's Equinamius St. Brown's brother. Okay, well, there you go. That's all you need to know. And then <laughs> they took a running back, which they absolutely fucking don't need in the seventh. Um, so I mean, I, I definitely agree with that. Also, you can probably lump in the Cowboys there. I mean, the Cowboys, what are they going to do? Are, are, are they going to start seven linebackers? I thought the Cowboys stole Micah Parsons a little bit, but I don't know. I thought that was a good pick and where they were taking him, but that was just my Where opinion. they got him, yeah, I understand that. But then after that, I mean, then they go on to draft another corner, another D-tackle, an edge rusher. I know their defense is bad, but, I mean, it just feels like that – they have no depth on the offensive side of the ball. If Dak goes down, that whole team's done. Yeah, that's true. But uh, mm. I can't say I, I hated their draft. No. Do I, do I agree with the pick? Not a ton, but I didn't hate the draft. Um, another one I have is the Cincinnati Bengals. I don't know how many t- – I told you. I don't care who, who they signed or who they got, 
or if they got Jamar Chase, told you they didn't take Penesul or tackle in the first round, that I was going to completely roast them. And all their fans are like, oh, we signed people and people are getting healthy. Don't care. I really don't care. Yeah. You do not need another wide receiver that Joe Burrow can't throw to because he's going to get sacked. So here they did draft this Jackson Carmen dude out of Clemson in their second round pick. But other than that, they didn't beef up the O-line. They didn't take the surefire prospects that were there at five or hell, man, take some trade bait, trade back to nine or 10. Yeah. And and if you don't get, obviously Sewell went to the lions, I think at eight or nine, whatever it was, but trade back to nine or 10 and get, and get Slater or somebody like that and, and acquire some draft capital, which you desperately need. And maybe could have drafted somebody else at 17 or whatever the hell it was. Um, so yeah, I, I definitely agree with that. The the Bengals did bad, kind of lumping the Packers there as well. They did they did dog shit. Oh yeah. I mean, obviously, whenever your star quarterback wants to leave uh your team after I feel like every damn draft, you're obviously doing something wrong. Yeah, for sure. So that's our little bit of a draft recap. Teams thing to good. Obviously, everyone else, if we didn't mention your team. Congratulations. You're probably somewhere in the middle road. And to be honest with you, all these drafts get a little over overanalyzed in my opinion anyway, because let's be real, probably about 10 to 15 players out of each draft really goes on to do something. And there's like 200 something players selected. So the odds that one of your, that your team hit on somebody is slim to none. Um, With that being said, let's roll into some gambling drama in the Kentucky Kentucky Derby that happened a little over a week ago, about a week and a half ago. Um, obviously the winner Medina spirit, which I think was like eight, not eight or nine to one underdog, depending on, on, on where you bet at, um, tested positive for some type of performance enhancing drug and the owner and the trainer's like, Oh, what are you talking about? I don't know what you're talking about. That dude just looks like a scumbag too. I said that. Like he just looks like a cheater. He looks like, obviously he looks like Robert Kraft. He just, I fuck him, dude. Oh my gosh, that's so annoying. It burns my ass. Yeah. What do you mean? Why why are my horses the ones being tested? Well And now they're gonna let them race in preakness stakes too. That's what I was gonna mention. They went over it said it's I'm reading this article from Fox News right here. They're gonna allow Medina Spirit to race under rigorous conditions. And I don't know what that means, but um along so rigorous conditions entry along with a binding commitment from Bob Baffert, which is the trainer to full transparency of medical and testing results that will allow for all results to be released to the public. Which here, here, here's my point about this. Why aren't these horses tested the night before the race then? Yeah. I have no idea. Uh, makes no sense to me, but they're doing it actually too, for both of his horses. Cause another one of his horses are, is in it uh, and they're doing it for both of them. So, I mean, I guess they're at least doing something, but still, you got to punish the guy. Like, I mean, he's, he's you're, you're going to let him have two horses in this to maybe win some more money. Yeah, he seven or eight. Conduct, I mean, I, if he had money on his horse to win, I hope they made him pay that pay that shit back. So that's like kind of what I want to talk about is the gambling aspect. So I mean, this 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 ruling happened a week after the Derby happened. So like, realistically, what can you do as a sports book? Like, can you go, like, you obviously can't, I mean, can't just, go back. It is what it is. But do you honor the winning tickets for the team, for the guy who came in second, who I believe was like 26 to one odds? No. You, then you lose, then you're just going to lose a fuck ton of money. You can't do that. 
But I mean, but do you think the people who had that ticket have some sort of argument to stand on? I mean, they can be as mad as they want, but at the end of the day, fucking be mad. You're not gonna, you're not gonna get your money. Blame uh, I don't know the horse racing confederation, whatever the I don't know what the fuck it's called, but blame them. I mean, yeah, the dude was twenty seven to one that finished in second. I mean, yeah, you're gonna be pissed off. I mean, just think about too, if you had Hot Rod Charlie fin- like to show or to place a top two or essential quality to show top three, like all those tickets out the door. I mean, yeah. So I I also find it funny. The reason why this Medina spirit got, got these uh, performance enhancing drugs pumped into him. The here is the excuse from the trainer. He had developed dermatitis on his hind end. Had him checked out by my veterinarian who recommended the use of an antifungal ointment called Otomax. The veterinary re- recommended was to apply the ointment daily to give the horse relief, help heal, help heal the dermatitis, and prevent it from spreading. My barn followed the recommendation and was treated once a day up until the day before the, the Kentucky Derby. Yesterday, I was informed that one of the substances in Otomax is bethamethasone, which is what was the legal substance. I'm going to call straight up bullshit on that. This horse had a sore, infected, whatever hind leg, and won the Kentucky Derby. Yeah, that that seems a little. Uh, you're, you're telling me you rub ointment on this on this horse's ass is gonna is gonna cause him to test fucking positive for some performance dancing drug? I call, ah, horse's ass. <laughs> I call utter bullshit, bro. Yeah, that's that's ridiculous. Not huge on uh, horse gambling. I did I did gamble on the Kentucky Derby. And uh, lost every bet I put out, so that's fun. Probably won't do it ever again. Uh, but it was a uh, it was an experience. It's just not fun, like to to watch and like bet on. No, I mean it's it's unless I feel like unless you're there, there's no yeah. there's no point in doing it. Like I, if if I were to go to horse races, it might be a little bit more fun. But if I'm watching it on TV, it's like, dude, I can't tell where they're at on the track when i'm watching on tv to save my life no absolutely not i mean it's fucking yeah it, it, it's tough to watch i mean with horse racing what it is you have to be there to experience i feel like to fully experience it you have to be there so yeah yeah for sure that's the kentucky derby drama let's do a brief real quick recap or not recap preview i guess of the NHL, the NHL playoffs, because they start on Saturday, which totally blew my fucking mind when I read that statement. Does not well, and and if we were in normal times, we would be balls deep in the playoffs right now. Lucky Land Casino asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky in line at the deli, I guess. Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Yeah, it's, it's May 11th. They, they kick off on May 15th. The first, they already have set. The first game on May 15th on Saturday is going to be the Bruins and the Capitals play each other. That's going to be the first game at 
15 Central Standard Time. So that's when the playoffs kick off. Pretty much most, I don't know if you looked at the standings at all, most of the matchups are set. Uh, yeah, except, except for the East, or except for the North and the West. The West and the North are the two that are up in the air because technically right now, Colorado could leapfrog Vegas to get the one seed. So whoever gets that one seed will play the Blues, and then whoever gets the two seed will play the Wild. Colorado um, could also fall down to the three seed. They could, but that doesn't matter. They're still they would still play Minnesota, right? Yeah, I mean, so Minnesota's locking that three seed. The Blues are locking that four seed in the West. So we're really looking at Vegas and Colorado as to you know who who are the Blues going to get to play, who's Minnesota going to get to play. The Central Division, Carolina barely beat out the Panthers for that one spot. So it's Carolina versus the Predators of Nashville and the Tampa Bay Lightning versus Florida. And then in the East, you got the uh, the Penguins. Locked in that one seed, they're going to play the Islanders and the Capitals and, and the Bruins are going to play each other, which is a said. And then in the North, this is another another division that's up for grabs um, because, well, Toronto's got the one seed locked in, but it, who they're going to play at the four seed is what's yet to be determined because um, Montreal is one point back of Winnipeg, but Winnipeg has two more games. Montreal has one. So if I'm a gambling man, it's going to be Toronto, Montreal, Edmonton, Winnipeg um, in that division there. So do you yeah, have maybe, odds? Do you, um, do, you have, do you have odds pulled up Travis on, on anything? I don't have odds, but I have my, my teams to look out for and I have a winner picked. Yeah. So my teams look out for, uh, yeah. What is, is one of yours Vegas? No, I I'm not high on Vegas. I, I think I know that they obviously have, they're tied with the most points with the hurricanes uh, for the season, but it just seems to me every time, literally every time I bet on Vegas this year, they shit the bed. Don't know what it is. I've bet on them a handful of times, and I'm pretty sure I'm like, oh, for everything. Well, if there's – yeah, and if there's one sport where the top seed doesn't make it very far, it's hockey. It is, but that's kind of contrary to some teams to look out for that I have, one of them being the Hurricanes. Yeah. Uh, they have a fairly easy matchup in round one versus the Predators. The Predators kind of are just meh in my eyes. They had some struggles all year long. I don't think they're going to wear them down much. Meanwhile, if slash when they do beat them, they're playing the winner of the Panthers and Lightning series, who I feel like are just going to beat the shit out of each other. Yeah, so if you're looking at the Carolina Hurricanes, they are the third uh the third best odds to win the Stanley cup at plus seven fifty. Don't mind that. Um, I'll run into my next one. And this is my team that I have winning it. It is the penguins. Okay. They have a very easy round one. Uh, I think the Islanders are, are not that good. They're on a skid. They're three, four and three in their last 10. And then kind of the same scenario when they win, they're going to play a Capitals or Bruins team who will probably more than likely be coming off a six or seven game series. I'll say, yeah, the Capitals and Bruins are going to beat the shit out of each other. Yeah. So I like that a lot. I think the Penguins are a good bet to win, especially because they're eight and two in their last 10 heading in uh, to the playoffs. Yeah. So, don't hate those at all. The Penguins are really good odds to win the Stanley Cup at plus 1,200. Um, so they are definitely up there in terms of value. If you want to take a look at them. Uh, a team that I would definitely fade 1,000% uh, 
is if you give me, I'm going to bet against Winnipeg every fucking game because I know they're going to lose their series. They are one and nine, yep. limping into the playoffs in their last 10. They honestly might follow that four seed. I know I said, you know, they got two games left and Montreal is one, but Montreal is only one point behind. Montreal's not doing so no, doing so hot either. So really, if you're asking me, whoever plays in that in that three four, whoever it was, it's Winnipeg or Montreal. I'm gonna bet on Edmonton every single game that series because they're gonna stop them. I think that might be a sweep. To be I have Edmonton as one of my one of my favorite teams. Just given their first round matchup, it's an easy win. Yeah, I mean, like that honestly might be a sweep. So to bet on Edmonton every game in the first round is a good bet. Not think I don't think Edmonton has has what it takes to get it done. Looking at them, they are plus two thousand to win the Stanley Cup, so they're down there a ways too. But I think that's a, that's an easy matchup there. Um, another team that I think everyone should kind of keep an eye out for is Colorado. I but Colorado's the favorite to win the Stanley Cup, but I think really yes, they are at plus two fifty. They're plus four fifty. Sorry, plus four fifty. It's Colorado at plus four fifty and Vegas at plus five fifty. Give it. Uh, that's typical St. Louis Blues luck that both those teams have been in their division all year long. Um, the two top favorites to win the Stanley Cup. But um, Colorado's dangerous. They have goal scores. They have, they got McKinnon. Um, their 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 top line is just so fast and so furious. So um, Colorado's dangerous, especially in that in that West division. If they get that one seed, I really kind of hope St. Louis plays Vegas over Colorado, to be honest with you. I think they stand a hell of a lot better chance against Vegas than they do against Colorado. I don't know. I was listening to some uh, talk radio on ESPN this morning, and the Blues have been doubled up by Vegas in terms of goals when they play each other this year. So you're saying you'd rather than play Colorado? I would. So – that's another thing I was talking about. Do you see any any four one upsets that, that could that could potentially happen? No, don't see the Predators beating the Hurricanes. I do not see the Islanders beating the Penguins. Um or the Canadians or Jets beating the Maple Leafs. So really, I mean, if you had to pick one, gun to head. If I know. had to pick one, it would be the Blues just because they I don't know. It, it might be a homer pick, but I mean they're I mean, to be honest with you, you're looking at the rest of those four seeds. Nashville, I mean, Nashville's kind of hot coming in too, but the Blues are 6-1-3 and three in their last 10. They're pushing those games late. They're in games to, to the very bitter end. Bennington does seem to be stepping it up a bit. So, if, again, might be, it might be a homer pick, but upset-wise, if I'm picking a four seed, if you had gun to head, it's got to be the Blues for me. Well, I, yeah, and while I have, it's a little contrary to my uh, Penguins pick, but should shit completely go wrong, that whole division is decided by six points from first to fourth. Like the Islanders have 71 points and the Penguins have 77. So like it's been super close all year long. I just think how the Islanders have been playing three, four and three in their last 10, not yeah. looking too hot. Usually want to ride the hot hand. Also. Yeah, that's true. Also the Islanders, a good majority of their wins this year have come at home. They're 21, four and three at home, 11, 13 and four on the road. They're not going to have any home home ice advantage because they are the four seed, which is again, when you look at all these four seeds, they're all pretty dog shit on the road. But then you look at the blues, they are 10, 11 and five at home, but 15, nine and four on the road. So you're going to pick a, a, a dog team. Also Minnesota, the wild, they're great on the road as well. 14, nine and three. Um, but yeah, those other four seeds are absolutely dog shit on the road. If you look at them, Jesus, terrible. 
Yeah. So that's my favorites. The Canes, Penguins, Oilers. Jarrett likes. I like um, the I like the Avalanche. Um, even though they are the favorite, I also like the Oilers as well. I think the Oilers could 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 make a deep run. I'm not going to go with Toronto or the the Penguins just because I don't think any Carolina's won it recently. Yeah, but if you, if you if I'm going to bet on two for value, I'm going to do Colorado because they're favorite and the deep value with the Oilers there. All right, sounds good. So there's your little quick, tiny little snippet of Stanley Cup playoff preview. Yeah, like Travis said, that'll do it for your Stanley Cup preview. We're not hockey experts, but we like to pretend we are because the Blues did win the Stanley Cup a couple of years ago. But hope you enjoyed episode 120. Tune in to UFC 262 this Saturday. Stay tuned on all the socials for our bets and all that good stuff. We'll be back next week with an NBA playoff preview as well as we have the next PGA Major coming up next week. So Travis is good at those. Stay tuned. Subscribe to the socials. Check out Blue Coolers. Check out Bavada. Check out Kong Beer Bongs. It's summertime. Slammer that beer. You're right. I said slammer, not hammer. Slammer that beer. Have a good week and take it easy. Peace. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary, void, or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 